0: not represent the views of Radio Free Brooklyn and staff or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day!
1: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are my blessed and highly favored people doing today? I pray everyone's blessed in Jesus' name. And I want you all to know that I am so happy to be here spending another week with all of you. And I thank all of you that tune in on Sunday mornings to hear me Say what comes from God. Think about it. Waking up this morning, it wasn't a guarantee. It wasn't a guarantee to any of us. It wasn't a guarantee to me. It wasn't a guarantee to you, your neighbor, the man that's driving the cab. My Uber driver this morning, it wasn't a guarantee that he was going to wake up this morning. So if you're still able to hear my voice or hear anyone's voice, Count it as a blessing and be grateful because I know several, several people. And I'm not just talking about from the past. I'm talking about within the last two weeks that are not here today. And may they all rest in peace, but you just never know. So with that being said, how many of you have tried just living in the moment like I talked about? enjoying each hour, minute, second of your day, not looking ahead to what tomorrow might bring or what you have planned. And I've often heard people say, if you want to make God laugh, make plans, right? That's what back in the day, people used to always say. They'll like, well, I plan to go to, to be like, mm-hmm, you want to make God laugh, make plans. But in actuality, when you think about it, sometimes we have to make plans in order to fulfill what he has for us to do. So what I think they were trying to say, or what I think they meant by it, is that if it's not a part of his agenda, then yes, it's going to be quite funny, because that's not what he wanted you to do, so it might not go through. But then again, we know that regardless of how things turn out, He could still use it for his good, right? Because we've talked about that also. It's a complete circle. When you think about it, it's a complete circle. The only difference is the circumference. If you're walking around a small circle, it'll take a shorter time for things to work out for your good. But if you're walking around a large circle,
0: it's going to take a longer time to complete. Either way, it's still a circle. So, I ask this
1: question. Who decides how big the circle is that you have to walk around? Do we determine our own circles? And if we do, Why do we always choose to walk around the larger circle? Why do we always go around the block just to cross the street? So today's lesson has to do with how
0: how come we can't always
1: have what we want. And I say that because usually when you're walking around the circles, it's because you're trying to obtain something. Because it goes back to the plans. Because whenever you make plans, it's because you're trying to obtain something, right? Do something. Accomplish something. Get something done. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's still trying to get something done. So that's why I posed all those questions. And today's lesson comes from like, how come we just can't always get what we want? How come we can't have what we want? particularly those of
0: us who are living for Christ. Do you believe that we can't always get what we want? And if you do believe that, why do you think it turns out that way? Today's topic,
1: God, can I have what I want? And our scriptures are coming from Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. Well, it's going to be 13. I think it's 14, 15. I didn't write all of them down. I didn't write the numbers down, but I'll get them for you. But it's Hebrews 11, starting with 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed. That they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, for those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly, if they had if, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And blessed is the reading of the word. And as usual, I will repeat. I'm always reading from the New King James Version, unless I state otherwise.
0: So, I'll admit, when I used to read that passage
1: or when I used to have a discussion talking about what I'm talking about today, I used to have a problem with that part of Hebrews. How could you tell me that some believed in faith and died without ever receiving what they were waiting for? By faith. Because, right, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, we hold on by faith, believing in who God is, trusting that he will provide what we need. And when you think about it, he does that. He does just that. And we don't know what those people were asking God for, But we know that many of them did not receive it. And let me just take it back a little bit because I keep saying those people so that you'll know who those people are that I'm talking about. If you go, I started at 13, but if you go a scripture ahead, the people that the author is referring to are the people that were born from the seed of Abraham. Remember, because remember, God told Abraham in Genesis, that he would make him a father of many nations. So they are talking about all those who came after, like us today. And how many things have you
0: asked God for
1: and have not received? I know me personally, I have a few things that at times I'm like, really, God? When? But, but. The Bible tells us that those who did not receive believe that they were not natives of this world. They believed in a better place. So in other words, they were looking for things, but the things that they were looking to receive, they weren't looking to receive them here. They were looking forward to where they were going rather than where they came from and where they presently were. Hmm. Really,
0: So, if you think about it,
1: they knew that there was a much better place ahead of them. They were looking towards heaven and the rewards that awaited them there. And for this, God has embraced them and prepared a city for them. Something to think about. But as I often start walking around my circle, because I have circles too, asking myself, how come I can't have blah, blah, blah? Then he shows me. This is the, this is the amusing part that I, I always find so fascinated with God. You ask him a question, he's going to answer you. Trust and believe. It might not be the answer that you want to hear, but he's going to give you an answer. So then he shows me, if I were to give you everything that you want here, it would never satisfy your, it would never satisfy your craving for it. You would drive yourself crazy. This is what he's saying to me. Because what I'm seeking is in heaven,
0: and what I'm seeking is him. Isn't that interesting? So let me explain.
1: Most of the time, we crave material things in order to tell ourselves that we will be happy. But in reality, we do have everything that we ask for. What God is looking for is for us to come to him for whatever it is that we want. For example, let's just take money because money is always the top of the list for everything. When we think just anybody, if you ask them that they could have more of, the people that say time, peace of mind, they already have money. Those who don't have money will always say money. So we're going to use the majority of the people walking around are going to say money. So we're going to use them as an example. So, People always want a lot of money. They want to win the lottery. God just let me win the lottery. Or just let somebody leave me an inheritance. I haven't heard about the, I haven't heard any inheritances in a long time. Do people have money to leave inheritance? Anyway. But when you think about it, what are you going to do with that money? You're going to buy stuff and more stuff and more stuff. And do you really need all of that stuff that you want to buy? Because if you think about it, could I just have
0: money to survive? You are surviving. Your bills are being paid. You have food in your refrigerator. You
1: have lights. You have a roof over your head. You have heat. When the weather turns cold, you have internet if you're listening to me. And if you're listening to me on your smartphone, then you have data. And that means you have a plan with a
0: service provider. Most of us
1: that want cars have cars. Maybe not a brand new one, but they have, you know, you have a car. So, As I was walking around my circle, he also reminded me that you can have as much as you want. Of course, you see how I paused there, right? He said, you can have as much as you want.
0: But first, can you use what I gave you? Can you use what you already presently have in your possession? You haven't utilized what I've given you to begin with. And you're looking for more. Hmm. That's something to think about.
1: So, if you have if you have things that you haven't tapped into, but you're still looking for more. Is
0: that being greedy? Why do we need 10 of something when you could only use it one thing, one at a time? And, and
1: here he asked the, the crucial question. And if I were to give you more, are you going to give some of that to those who
0: are without? Or are you going to keep it all to yourself? Right? So, here was the
1: real icing on my cake as I walked around this circle. The biggest takeaway from this walk around the circle was if I gave you everything you wanted, everything you wanted, if I gave it to you,
0: would you still seek me? Because when you think about it, isn't that the
1: reason why we were created? To be his glory to do the purpose that he placed within us from the foundation of the earth, not to accumulate stuff. So when you take a look at it from that perspective,
0: you have everything that you need. God is everything that you need. And even though he's everything that we need, we feel that we need more.
1: We allow ourselves to get swept up in the thoughts and the movements of this world. And when we look at things with our natural eye and not our spiritual eye, that's when we want more. And right, didn't, didn't Satan entice or try to entice Jesus with that same thing? the lust of the eye, the flesh. He tried to, but Jesus was walking through that wilderness after he was baptized by John the Baptist. He was walking through there with his spiritual eyes, not his natural eyes.
0: And that's, this is where
1: Hebrews 12 warns us. Hebrews 12 1 to 2 Therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So here was Jesus, God in the form of a man that left his place in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father to walk amongst us and show us that it's not about what we have, but what
0: we have. Meaning,
1: it's not about the material possessions that we want to accumulate. But it's about the right to be a part of the holy family that resides in heaven.
0: Who shall be with our heavenly father? When our time comes, right? So
1: I want to leave you with this. When you think about everything that I've just talked about as I was walking around my circle, because I will tell you at times, I do start that journey around the circle, even though I know it's going to, even though I know that it's going to complete and take me right back to where I started from, I too sometimes get swept up in walking around that circle. But I want to leave you with this. Colossians 3, 1 and 4. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also would appear with him and glory. So it goes back to what he, when I was telling you about those who died in the faith, never receiving what they asked for, believing for it by faith. This right here sums it all up. If you've Well, they literally died. That part he's talking about they died because Christ wasn't there when they passed away. But in us, our old man died when we accepted Christ. So if that old man of ours died, then what that old man would have been seeking, we no longer seek. Because our older, the person before we were born again would have been, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, give me 10, give me five, give me four, this is not enough. You're tripping over the stuff in your house, but it's still not enough. I got to put stuff in storage, but I put it in storage so I could buy more stuff, right? I'm buying bins on top of bins so I could pack stuff in, put it in the basement so I could buy more stuff. Because the stuff I have, not that there's anything wrong with it, because there was something wrong with it, I would throw it away. I wouldn't place it in storage. I wouldn't put it in a bin to put in the basement. I wouldn't stuff it in a closet. I would throw it away if it were no longer of use to me. But it's not that it's not of use to me. I don't want that. I want something else. Stuff. And what the authors are telling us is When your old man has died and you become a new creature in Christ, you put away all that stuff. You put away the cravings and desires to have more stuff. Because ultimately, the only thing that you really want is is God. Like when I did the, the series on love, lust, and the pursuit of happiness, all those things, I talked about it from a sexual perspective with that, satisfying the flesh. But just sometimes take, it out of, take that out of context because not everybody is looking for it that way. Some people are looking for it just to have nice new things, just new, shiny, they like everything new. And there's nothing wrong with having things new. But when you start really focusing on the reason why you're here, why we're making these journeys in wherever we're walking on our own individual paths. It's not about to acquire stuff. It's to get closer to him and then draw others closer to him as well.
0: So that's something for us to think about.
1: And after I went through this whole passage, because of course, you know, I told you I was walking around my circle and that's what he gave me. Because I, I posed the question, the same, the topic God, why can't I get what I want? That's the question I posed to him. And this is the answers he gave me. These are the answers he gave me. So for that, I say, God, I thank you for my circumference walk. Right? I thank you for taking me around that circle only to bring me back to where I started, which ultimately, when I think about it, that is why I do what I do. I don't do what I do to accumulate stuff. Even where I work, I don't do what I do to accumulate stuff because where I'm at now, had I been, had I wanted to just accumulate stuff, I would have stayed where I was. Because the place I'm at now would never afford me to accumulate stuff. But see, it's not about stuff, it's about who I can touch, it's about who I impact, it's about whose mind I can give options to, because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to force you to change your mind. I'm just giving you options to think about. And then you make up your own decisions of how you want to handle your life journey. Cause we all have individual life journeys. Yes. They intertwine into one another. And you know, I've often, I say this all the time. We intertwine with one another. Yes. But ultimately the walk that you take, is your own solo walk. So when I give you things, when I say things, when we talk about things here on the air, I'm not trying to change your mind and say, look, you got to follow everything I say. Mm-mm. But I am giving you something to think about because it's probably something that you might not have thought about or you thought about it and you pushed it to the side. So here I am bringing it back to the forefront. And for those of you who have that, that's just God saying, mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I told you about that. I whispered softly in your ear, and you want to ignore me, but now I'm going to have her say it. Maybe you'll listen to her when you didn't listen to me. Just something to think about. So, yes, I thank God every day that he takes me around my circumference walk. And think about it. And I know you probably never thought about it in that way, but think about it when you pose a question or when you do something. See if you're taking a walk. See if you're starting your circle walk. And if you are, you could probably shorten it, right? Because we make our own decisions about our walk. Remember I asked you that question in the beginning. Do we decide how many, the circle, how big it is that we walk around? I think we do. I think we decide the size of that circle by the choices that we make. The more wrong choices, and I say wrong in a sense of you know that you're doing something that you should not do. Because sometimes we do things that we know straight out, you know, I should not be doing this. And then sometimes we do something that we didn't know until after we've done it. And then it's like, oh, wow. Had I known, I would have never done that. But there are some things, and I know I'm not the only one who does this, that I know if I do that, I know I shouldn't do it, but I go and do it anyway. I know I'm not the only one. Because I'm not the only human in the room. I'm not the only human walking around that says, you know what, I really shouldn't do that, but you know what, I really want to. So when we make those choices, that's what makes our circle wider. Because even though we know we shouldn't do it, it's just going to take us that much longer to get back to where we said, I know I shouldn't do it, and then get back there to then continue to walk around the circle. So yeah, we do make our own circles. We determine the size of that walk. And with that... I'm going to let us take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn? What Brooklyn sounds like. Everybody working real hard. Yeah.
2: From Wall Street to the small town, Baba, everybody in a dark place. Crying tears like a river runs. No, I'm better are caught in the rain. Running low on faith, can I get an amen? This is for when life is coming at you. Hands up, catch your on If you're having a hard day, ain't no way you're giving up. up, 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 up. If you're dealing with hard. the doomsday news cycle spinning with all the negativity yeah don't forget you can shut it off and try to catch your mind when it runs easier said than done can i get a amen this is where life is coming at you strong
0: is the lord
2: god almighty the whole earth is filled with his goodness he is holy he is high he is set apart so we sing to him
1: Back, welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op Ed. Today's Op Ed, can I just say, thank God the elections are over? OMG. Don't get me wrong, I love our democracy. I love the fact that we all get to choose who we want to govern us. I love the fact that we get a chance to have a say in what is taking place in our towns, in our cities, in our states, in our government. I love that. I would never want to get rid of that. What I would like to get rid of, however, must we run 50 million commercials about the same thing? OMG, if I saw, if they played another commercial about, what was the one that was getting on me? Well, now I'm here in New York, so the commercials I see would be different from the ones that some of you may see. Kathy Hochul and what was his name? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Lee Zeldman? How could I forget his name? And they were drumming it in my brain.
0: If I saw another commercial with those two,
1: I, I don't think, I, I. I don't think, I don't, It was just too much. It was too much. It was just too many commercials. But you know what it made me think about? You know what it made me think about? Every time I saw a commercial, and they were playing back to back to back to back. It would be one commercial, another, 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 another. You didn't even, you didn't see any, or hardly any, commercials for like products or Verizon. Yeah, Verizon stuck theirs in every now and then. But for the most part, it was all those political ads and even the ones that weren't done by the actual candidates themselves done by individual groups that they paid for or by whoever, whatever, whatever women against, I don't know, whatever. But can I tell you every time I watched those ads, it made me think we're supposed to be in a inflationary stage, right? Prices are so high for everything. They're so afraid we're going into a recession. These people that were running for office weren't afraid we were going into a recession. They were spending big bucks on commercials. Do you know how much it, do you know how much it costs to get airtime to keep running those ads over and over and over and over and over? And not to mention, you had to have somebody filming those ads, so you had to pay for that too. Hmm. Are we really in trouble with the economy? I'm just saying some of, a, some of us are, but then some of us aren't. Something to think about. So now we can get back to watching normal commercials like, da da da, da Dunkin' Donuts has a new donut out. Aren't you excited? I get excited because I like sweets. Although I will say to you, my consumption of sugary goods has decreased so much. I'm even surprising myself. You know, I always talk about how much I love cake. Love cake, love donuts. Eh, an occasional cookie, yes, if it's baked the right way. I don't like them crunchy. I don't like crunchy, hard, crumbly cookies. No. I like the kind of soft ones, you know, soft baked. So when they came out with those, that's when I became, you know, a cookie lover. But before then, I didn't like cookies. And, you know, I'm always talking about cakes and donuts and pies, and just all types of things. I like sweets. So Dunkin' Donuts has this new donut out. Not that I'm going to go try it. I think it's called buttercream or something like that. They were advertising it with the new coffee flavor they have, which is, I think, called buttercream as well. But it was supposed to be for the holidays. And they also showed a commercial for, they have a flat wrap. Like I used to always... I would always get um, the Dunkin' Donuts uh, breakfast wrap. It's like egg with uh, turkey bacon or sausage or regular bacon or ham or something. And a little flatbread that they fold over. It was a, I don't know what they called it. But now they're making that little flap wrap quick breakfast thing. They're making it and guess what they're using as the wrap? A pancake imagine that, a pancake, they have a little like silver dollar, maybe a little bigger than a silver dollar, and it has egg, and it has a, whatever type of meat you want, or no meat, if you don't eat meat, but what it reminded me of is when McDonald's came out with that griddle uh, thing where they had two pancakes, you know, as the bun for their egg McMuffin, or, well, it can't be McMuffin, but Their egg sandwich. So I thought about that. And I said, oh, look at Dunkin' Donuts getting experimental. But just think about it. Two weeks ago, we would have never saw that Dunkin' had a new product on, you know, for you to buy. Because on their breakfast menu, because they couldn't get, they couldn't, they couldn't buy a space on TV to show their little breakfast thing. If, If you wanted to pay for it, you couldn't get it because everything was political ads. But now we can get back to Dunkin' Donuts and their new products, Starbucks and their new products, and, of course, Black Friday sales. What would we do without Black Friday sales in the height of this inflation? What would we do without a Black Friday sale, right? Because tis the season. Tis the season. But on a... Another note, you know, just trying to keep op-ed light because there really wasn't much going on because the election took over everything. The election took over everything. Yes, there was crime in the streets. Yes, they showed that every now and then. But the most they were talking about was the election. Who's winning who? Who said this about what? Who said this about this one? Who's talking about that one? That's all they showed on the news. Oh, and do you see? Trump's going to make an announcement. I don't know what it's going to be. But you see, he was already doing jabs at DeSantis in Florida. (laughs) This is going to, this is get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready, people, because it's really about to be a show. But good news as of this morning, I heard on the news the Senate is 50 Democrat, 49 Republican. So the Democrats still have the House. They don't have, majority. They just need one more. They're waiting for one more seat. And if that seat comes from Georgia, they will have majority in the Senate where they will not need Kamala Harris to break a tiebreaker. That's if the Republicans win the other seat. But so far the Democrats have 50 seats. And I think this that's the runoff that they're going to do in, in Atlanta sometime in December or something like that. But look how long it takes to to count votes. Look how long it takes to get results, which it should take a little bit of time. I mean, why are you rushing it? These people aren't going to sit down tomorrow. It's not like they're going to start tomorrow doing whatever they're supposed to do. Because even after they get sworn in and they go in office, they're still not going to be sitting at their desk doing what they're supposed to do. They're going to be walking around. Oh, look at my new office. Oh, hi. I didn't know you were down here. Oh, wow. Your office is... Do you think that when they first get in office that they go in there and start working right away? Come on. You know, when you get to a new job, the first thing you do is walk around to see where everybody's at. You get introduced to everyone. This is so-and-so. Oh, hi, I've heard about you. Oh, yeah, the coffee machine is here. That's exactly what they're doing there. That's exactly what they're doing there. Don't think that as soon as they get in office, the first day they're sitting down, oh, we got to do this for the people. Here, yeah, right. So...
0: With that, I say, that ends op-ed. I'm going to stop talking about them.
1: But we are, oh, wait, I can't end op-ed yet. We have to talk more about op-ed, but I'll leave this for next week. I'll leave it for next week. It's not that it's going to go anyplace, but it's going to be just as relevant then as it is now because it's probably going to be more stuff I'll be able to talk about it when next week comes. So we're going to end it there. But I will say the word of the month, because we are in November, because we have to get our word of the month in, right? Op-ed is just stuff that I just throw in to keep you guys on top of things. Word of the month is, of course, disparity, which is a noticeable and usual significant difference or dissimilarity. Word of the month Disparity. Our promise for today and this week is coming from Colossians 1 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So with that, I say also if any of you are Amazon shoppers and you would like to donate to Radio Free Brooklyn in a way that doesn't cost you anything, then go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile charity. And every time you shop, a portion of your Purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. Now see, that's a free way of giving money to the station without it coming out of your pocket because you're buying, here we go again, you're buying more stuff, right? You're buying more stuff. So the more stuff that you buy, you can then have some of that from your purchase go to Radio Free Brooklyn because as we talked earlier, we just all want to acquire more stuff. But I'm not going to go back there again. I do want you guys to have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your week here in the Northeast. It's going to really start feeling like November. We're not getting out of the 40s this week. Uh, I guess I got to start looking forward to that even though I don't. So, Pull out those bins that have those hats, those scarves, and possibly those gloves, because you're going to need them. So everybody be safe. Be happy. Live in the moment. Treasure everything that's going on with you. And until God brings us together again next week, peace.